0: Hello and welcome to episode Episode I Lost Count of the Grove. I mean Monster Jamboree, fuck, I'm I'm way off my game already, guys. Holy shit, it's just me today. It is in fact Monster Jamboree. I think that's what threw me off, is that it is just me. But uh it's fine. Uh Eric is under the weather at the moment, he has lost his voice, so to spare him and you of him having to overwork his voice I'm just gonna go ahead and do this one by myself. I watched a movie by myself, which is how I usually watch most movies, I guess. And uh, let me tell you, it was it was a movie. I watched a movie. In it suffered a lot of problems that I have with a lot of horror movies now, and I'll get into that. I mean, there are there are pieces of it that I appreciate, but unfortunately. I'll just go ahead and get it out of the way. I give this movie like I give this movie five Draculas, and I'll get into why. Uh, I would give it less if there weren't pieces of it that I did like. I will put it that way. Um, I think that there, this movie really could have stood out, and there's a lot of pieces of it that I personally really enjoyed, uh, just based on the genre of it and also uh, the aesthetic. There were there was a lot of pieces that I that really did it for me in this movie. Uh, I watched Eli. Uh, it's available on Netflix. I believe it was made not that long ago. It's really a uh it's not necessarily a unique movie. I put uh that's one of the other complaints, but um it's well I guess it started it started in a way that I appreciated. So the um I'll go ahead and get started the I don't really remember the name of the parents, but The movie starts. There is a young man. I would say he's maybe a young man. He's a child. I would say I would peg him about thirteen to fourteen, and he seems to be some kind of bubble boy. uh, If you're familiar with that at all, Um, he can't breathe outside air. He needs to be void of all germs. His body breaks out if he can't, or if he is exposed to air, and he's just really sick. And the start of the movie is him. On the way to a treatment facility, and his parents are—they're clearly uh, really investing everything into helping him out. Uh, it's established very early that this is a financial drain. Uh, this is a just a huge drain to help this kid get better. But they're really doing their absolute best to make sure that he is actually getting more—that uh, he's actually getting better. And that's what I actually—I really appreciated about this—is it is a horror movie established with a unique uh, protagonist and that is an extremely vulnerable uh, protagonist. I mean, obviously, this kid is... He can't just, you know, escape. He's very limited by his uh, health, which to me, again, like I said, there were pieces of it that I really enjoyed, and I really enjoyed that they went this route with it. They took a trope that is not really often explored, and... They, you know, they had a, a cool protagonist, in my opinion. And unfortunately, they didn't really. They didn't. Uh, they didn't do anything with it. <laughs> I mean, not that they didn't do anything with it. I should say it's just what they what 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 they did with it was not. It's just disappointing because, like I said, this was this was something that I thought like was gonna be really cool because, uh, as I've probably established before, I'm a big fan of the. um, This isn't necessarily an asylum movie, but um, I'm a fan of the asylum genre, and this had pieces of it that were very similar to an asylum genre, uh, drama a asylum genre in that. It's a patient who is forced into the situation he's in. He's not really choosing. I mean, obviously, he's a child, so he didn't really have a lot of choice to begin with. But he is someone who is in a vulnerable position, and he really can't do anything about this. So he's going to this treatment facility, and he's going to be stuck in this treatment facility. Which, to me, that again, that hits a lot of marks for me personally, as far as my personal taste in horror genre goes. uh, I'm a bit of a sucker for the asylum genre. And again, like like I said, this is an asylum, but uh, just the trapped, but not really like he can technically leave because no one's holding him. But like, you know, he's still forced. And so, I so again, there was a lot of going up for me that instantly I was drawn to. Uh, so they get so him and his parents get to this asylum or I guess a treatment facility. And right away you get kind of weird vibes, which is cool because it's a horror movie. You're supposed to you're supposed to feel like. Things aren't going cool. Like you're supposed to instantly really feel uncomfortable, and it does. It's and I, one of the things that really I personally appreciated was how the contrast of it's this middle of nowhere building, and it se- it looks kind of not necessarily broken down, but it, it it clearly looks you know less than stellar from the outside because it's like an old house. But they get inside and it's it's a clean house, like, the whole point of this house is that he can walk around without having to worry about uh, outside, you know, pathogens making him ill, or anything like that, so he can get out of his bubble boy suit, basically, and live in this house while he's being treated for his illness. And so, right away, there's a stark difference between there's this clean house, and it's kind of drudgy looking, so the contrast of, like, clean and broken down It's really cool. Uh again, there there are pieces of this movie that I did appreciate. But I'll get to what like I just I'm I'm so disappointed cuz there were so many pieces of it that I really really liked and this was like I, I if if this movie ended um the way that I wish it would have uh, I I would have had nothing to do but sing its praise, but unfortunately it didn't. So I'll just continue. Uh, so another thing that I really, uh, I'll just get, this is kind of a, a thing that kind of piques me is, uh, the, the forced patient, uh, genre of horror is a big thing for me because it is something extremely terrifying. It's, you're free to go, but you're not. There's, and I I love that. I love that struggle because there's, there's really nothing like it in, uh, like, as far as fear goes, like, it's, you are your own captor in this kind of genre, I mean, obviously, again, he's a child, so he he's not as able to leave, but again, like, they could have done this with an adult man, and I don't think that it would have necessarily uh, taken too much away, other than the fact that, I mean, if he was an adult man, technically, he could have left, but, uh, he just obviously he's a you know he's a kid so they they made a smart decision with that in my opinion but i don't think that they necessarily had to go that route but again 100% agree with the decision i think it makes it more believable so he is in this you know clean you know facility he's there to get helped but even the even right away the kid is like huh, some weird stuff is going on here i don't really know how i feel about it so you know but He's going to stick with it because he wants to get better. He obviously has a lot on the line. He wants to be able to go outside and, you know, do all the things that all the other kids are doing, uh, Be a, just a, be a normal, uh, I hesitate to say normal because obviously that's a, I don't want to say it's a problematic word, but I would say a healthy child rather than normal. We'll put it that way. He wants to be healthy. He wants to be able to do, he, wa- he, be, he doesn't want to be a bubble boy, which I mean, obviously uh, I think anybody can sympathize with that because it's, again, it's, he's a prisoner of his own body and that's obviously, that's one struggle alone. So he already is struggling with that, which, you know, obviously I think that's a valid struggle and it's a really, again, like, like I said, I'm a sucker for the, uh, the medical horror genre personally. I don't know why. Um, I just think it's a really, I think it's a really neat trope. So again, that, Really stuck out to me, and I was in, I was really feeling it. And I think that in the end, they did pull it off relatively well. Um, like I said, <laughs> the 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 five that I'm giving it is all praise, and the reason I'm not giving it much more than that. Again, I will I will get into it, but there is a strong reason why I did not give it a ten. I'm sorry, I keep repeating myself, but. You will see you'll know my disappointment soon enough, so as uh he's being treated um it's established that he's gonna s- sort of have some like um you know he's gonna have some mental instability And because, you know it's a whole big process they're they're basically redoing his uh entire immune system that they like dig into his bone marrow and give him all this medicine, so it's kind of it starts in this like weird psychological thing. Because he starts having nightmares or what he believes to be nightmares, and all this stuff starts going weird. Where they're not sure if he's hallucinating, having bad dreams, yada yada yada. And again, I love the, uh, I love medical dramas or not medical dramas. I love the medical genre and horror. I love the asylum genre and horror. And I also love the is he crazy or is he you know actually seeing a genre Cause, because because you can go so many routes with that in my opinion. Uh, unfortunately, they took a dumb route. So they did this route, and so there's this kid, and he's insane or not because of this medicine. Uh, he keeps hallucinating these ghosts, so on and so forth, and you're really just driven, like, is this kid actually hallucinating? Because the thing with the medical genre, in my, and that, this is why I really, really like it, is because it's you're you're forced to be in this position where you think you're getting better, but you have no real way of knowing and yeah you're just stuck because you have so much riding on the line, you have your health you have your possibly your mental health as well as your physical health you have these you have these stakes, and the stakes are extremely high in this case, because this kid, you know, if he gives up on this treatment, you know, he's going to be a bubble boy for his whole life, and the worst that things get, um, it's pretty easy to think that, oh, hey, like, you know, maybe, because a lot of the hallucinations seem very much like hallucinations in the beginning, because some of the things that he's seeing end up being just people, so on and so forth, um, and, He's seeing these ghosts, and he's really just struggling. So it's... There's a... Str- and the drive, and as far as child actors goes, uh, another... I can't sing his praise well enough. He did a very, very good job. Um, full prop to him. Uh, none of the actors, in my opinion, were really at fault here. This was just bad writing, uh, for, as far as my low score goes. But he... I think about... I'd say about either end of the first act start of the second act uh there's this young girl who introduces herself i am if you haven't listened to this podcast before we don't give a fuck about names because names aren't really important but there's a young girl who's outside of the house and she seems to be familiar with this house and obviously uh if you're familiar with horror movies at all when there's a character like hers that is established you know there's some weird funky stuff because she know she seems to know some stuff that she shouldn't, and it gives credence to whether or not this kid is actually hallucinating or going insane, so there's a further drive to really take the side of the kid and thinking that he what he is seeing is real, which again, my opinion, I love a good drive like that I love. Wanting to side with the person who is, I'm not insane. I'm not insane. And then, you know, some movies will go though they were insane route, which is also uh, that one's that one's also kind of a co- like that. This that this is the problem with this genre, and it is a difficult hole to dig out of because in most cases there are really only two options. They're either insane or they're not. And they went a completely different route with it and i will go i'll get more into it i just i need to you know i need to try to explain this movie as best as i can so all of this is going down things get progressively more and more insane um I think it is just really heating up and there's a lot of really creepy scenes there's a lot of uh body horror i'm not personally i don't really do the guts and the gore i don't really do that stuff, and that is why I struggle to really find like good medical horror, because a lot of medical horror is based around like uh, a lot of gross stuff, or just you know showing surgeries, or you know just nasty stuff, and that's uncomfortable. Which is I understand a part of horror movies, but um, I don't get much out of that. I it just. It's gross, and uh, gross to me isn't scary, it's just gross. So, uh, there are a lot of scenes where there's medical stuff going on, like he's getting operated on, and there's, you know, viscera, and, it, you know, it's creepy. Uh, and again, uh, that's another thing with the medical genre, is forced surgeries, or surgeries where you're, you're trapped, and the claustrophobia of this environment where you're helpless it's it's super driving, and that's why I think that th- that's why I'm so I think that I'm so disappointed with this is because it had so much of it going for me that I really really liked, and then uh, I guess I'll I mean I've pretty much kind of established all the major things I've established the major major struggles, so uh, beginning of the third act. Uh, the ghosts start to kind of like help eli uh they they start showing him some things and he starts to kind of explore and go on and kind of figure out what's going on and he finds out that uh there's some weird shit going on, and he you know he wants to figure it out and wants to know what's going on so he finds out that there's all these other patients that have been seen by this. Uh, specialist who's supposed to make him better, but turns out that she's just killed every single one of them. Uh, they've all died, and he's like, Wait, what the fuck? Like, this is supposed uh, but everyone has died, like, and not, like, because of the treatment, it seems like. It seems like there's some other, like, wild shit going on. Like, it, they've all, like, were either, like, severely burned or stabbed or, like, they were not killed by the treatment. Like, they were not victims of their own illness. There was problems that resulted in their death that were not within their control. So he tries to explain this to his parents, and his parents are like, "Uh, you know, you don't know what you're talking about. So, uh, you know, typical, typical, you know, reaction within this genre is that the no one believes you thing, which again, I love that. That is something I really like in horror movies. The desperation, the feeling trapped and that no one can help you, especially the people who are supposed to be there to help you. I mean, in this case, your parents, but in a lot of movies, it's, you know, it's a lover, it's siblings, it's 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 somebody that you should be able to trust, but they're actually the ones that are making it worse for you, which that, that, that feeling of betrayal and mixed with just desperation and trying to get out, but no one can help you and you can't help yourself because you're in a position where you're either physically trapped or mentally trapped. In his case, uh, physically, he can't go outside. So he's literally stuck in this house. But he wants to be able to leave. And just unfortunately, nature of his body, he cannot leave. So the third act continues, and eventually uh, things really start to escalate. He goes in for his third treatment. I guess the timeline is not uh, particularly clear because it says it's a three-step system. And, uh, the first was, you know, I think the first thing happens in the first act and, you know, he starts to have kind of reactions to that. And the second treatment happens in the second act and it's established, you know, oh, this is a, it's really hard on his body, blah, blah, blah. And then the third act is when he's supposed to have this third treatment and he does, he knows that if he has this third treatment, then, uh, things are going to go very poorly for him. So he does all that he can in his power because he now knows that these ghosts are trying to help him, basically. The ghosts are like, hey, buddy, uh, shit's getting weird. You need to get out. Like, you're going to die. And, and he's seen all these files of these people that have died. So he finds a way to escape, essentially. And he's running through the house. And then he. F- <laughs> I guess I wasn't really paying too much attention to exactly how it happened. But he ends up in this, like, basement area. And the basement area has this. Oh, also, it's established. It's really and this is again. This is where things kind of went off the rails for me. Uh, the treatment nurse is is some kind of like ex nun or is currently a nun. Uh, there's some religious imagery that starts to appear, and uh, guess who doesn't like the religious cop out? Uh this guy. I'm not. So yeah, this is where things got done for me. So, unfortunately, uh, you know, he's doing his escape and he gets trapped in this like, like a ritual zone. I There's like a cross and like this weird symbol over. that's like a grate that's hiding like a well that has bodies in it for some reason. Uh, it's never established why the bodies are still in the well, but fuck it. Uh, I mean, it makes for a good spook, and the kids are in the well that, you know, have died before, and it's like, okay, sure, Uh, if this is where we wanted to go, then I guess that's where we're going, and, you know, at this point, I'm still kind of on board, because, you know, cults are fun, cults, cults have their place, and I like, you know, I like a good cult movie, cults are fun, uh, if they wanted to take the cult cop-out route here, it's a you know, it's a valid way to escape the "is he crazy, isn't he crazy" kind of trap, but um, not the way they did it. <laughs> so he's escaping, and uh, you know the the nurse lady is now working in tandem with his father because it turns out his dad is either brainwashed or some sort of he's somehow complacent, complicit, whatever the. Phrases and getting him here, knowing that uh, this treatment is basically uh, worthless, and the dad knows the risks and didn't tell the mom, and the dad is just you know he he's a he's a stereotypical horror movie dad where I'm doing this to save my kid blah I'm not supposed to be the nice guy I'm supposed to be the man who's in charge blah, blah, blah that whole thing and. He's clearly under some sort of uh, influence from something or other, and uh, he's working with these nuns to get the sun back, and of course the sun does eventually get trapped again. Uh, he almost escapes, but then is brought back, and then things get weird, and this is where the movie lost it for me. So what ne- what what starts is like you know a scene of like a you know a treatment that you know it, it, like you think maybe oh it's supposed to be some sort of like demonic ritual they start doing in uh, exorcism on the kid and you're like all right uh okay like this seems bizarre and you're you're thinking maybe it's like a dark exorcism no it's just a full on exorcism they're they're spraying him with a uh, they're spraying him with uh, holy water and there's imagery of you know the cross at play uh, he's restrained in such a manner that his arms are out in the you know it like a cross and he's being sprayed with holy water and all of a sudden his uh you know his reaction starts happening and that, uh, throughout the whole movie uh his reaction is this really it's a really cool effect where um His skin will start to like blotch up and, you know, it looks like he's all inflamed and clearly in pain and he's, you know, burning. And it turns out that this whole treatment uh, that they were giving him that was putting him in pain was they were injecting him with holy water. And that was what was causing him to burn because it turns out the kid's a demon or like the son of a devil Uh, The mom, like, fucked the devil or something. But basically, the mom gave birth to, like, the Antichrist is what this is. So, or not the Antichrist, but, like, a demon. Which, that's not... uh, Fuck. A Disney novel, it's just dumb. Dumb, dumb, dumb. The whole movie, you want this kid to win. You really have a... You really have, an, not necessarily an attachment, but you, ha- you have a valid reason for this, wanting this kid to win, and, you know, walk away, and then it turns out that he's actually, like, the son of the devil, and the mom are thing, and he basically has a whole scene where he is, like, clearly he's using his demon powers and fucking everything up, and He kills his dad, I think, or someone kills his dad, and he kills all the nurses, and he escapes, and lo and behold, who's waiting outside, it's the girl from the other scene that's, like, kind of leading him on to, like, be, you know, paranoid about what's going on, and it turns out that, like, the whole thing was, like, a ruse to somehow bring out his true powers, and she's also gone through the treatment, but, like, it's unclear, how exactly it all works because if everyone dies and the building burns down and all that stuff happens and it doesn't really, it doesn't really check out and fuck it. It's just, okay yeah. fuck. They could have gone a cult route and the dad was a cult member and all this other stuff, but instead they took a character that you're supposed to, you know, hope to win, they took a character that you're supposed to maybe not necessarily identify with, but cheer on, like, you're supposed to, you're supposed to hope for the best for this kid, and then it turns out that he's the son of the devil, and obviously, like, you don't necessarily want to root for that, because, I mean, it's not really great that he escapes, I mean, you know, have your beliefs or whatever, but the demon walking around isn't exactly you know a positive reaction to this whole fucking thing so yeah that's this movie it starts out and you want this it starts as all these things that i really appreciate and then it turns into oh man he was a demon and they were trying to exercise a demon and i hate that i hate this like cult cop-out thing i do love a cult don't get me wrong a cult movie works effectively but not i don't know i don't like i don't like it in this case for, and maybe it's just personal taste but it i don't think it was done very well and it also just it undoes all of the emotions that you're supposed to feel for this kid because it it seems like oh you you want this kid to win, and you're not sure if the ghosts are helping him or hurting him and all this other stuff, and you have all this turmoil, and you're not sure what's going on, and no one really knows what's going on and then it turns out, oh, you were just hoping that this demon, the son of the devil is is was legitimately trying to be helped like he was they were his dad who truly loved him, was honest to God trying to get a demon out of him and trying to save his soul. Uh, That was the whole thing is he knew that his son was going to die, but he thought that maybe the treatment would help, you know, would save his son's soul and, you know, send him to heaven. Despite the fact that, you know, he was killing his son, but he was trying to kill his son with the best of intentions, which not great, but you identify with his dad at the end of the movie much more than you do the kid because now this fucking kid is just a demon. And that's and that's the end of the movie. is you find out this kid's a demon, and you're like, oh ho ho, like, well, guess this is <laughs> guess this is the movie, and that's it. And that's how it ends. Is it's just disappointing, you know? You go through this whole movie, you know, you're like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. No, oh, this is all interesting, and then it's a fucking you. Like, you're rooting for the wrong person the whole time. And it's just it's just a slap in the face, especially for this type of genre, because you want him. You, I mean, you you the whole movie you're like, I want this ki- I want this kid to win. I I want th- good things to happen to him. And unfor- and no. Then then it turns out that he's a fucking demon. <sighs> they had so much like it's the the problem of this is they 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 threw in a third element at the last minute and it didn't it didn't play out it just it makes it made it it made it less impactful like the whole time you get invested in this kid and then you get The rug pulled out from underneath you, and this twist ending that just... It's not a positive twist ending. Which, I mean, I get, you know, a twist ending, and, you know, a movie doesn't always end it the way you want it to, but... God damn it. It could have just been a good movie. Instead, they tried to turn it into this, like, but it was him the whole... Like... Like, there's twist endings where you get completely thrown off guard, I mean, fucking The Sixth Sense, I mean, come on, like, one of the best twist endings of all time, if you haven't seen The Sixth Sense, I'm not going to apologize for spoiling it, but, I mean, if you find out that fucking Bruce Willis has been dead the whole time, you still sympathize with Bruce Willis, because he's been a good guy the whole time, I mean, he's helped in, that's, the thing with the twist ending is, it should have a, you can still have, you know, unclear feelings, but, in the end, you can't have the protagonist of the movie turn out to be an antagonist. I mean, it's not like with uh, that superhero movie, whose name just gave me, the where the kid you know turns out to be a supervillain or like an alien that is bent because that, that, that's everybody kind of knew that going into it that like it was gonna have an ending where you don't really know how you feel about this kid, and and it just. This it's like they tried to do that. It's it felt like, it felt like that ending, but instead of the whole movie knowing that this was gonna happen, you're thrown off, and it it just leaves you with a bad taste in your mouth. So, yeah, I, I give this five out of ten, Dracula's for that reason. Um, and the, and the, it is a the five that I give it. There was a lot of pieces that I liked, and I would have given it a higher score if it had just not ended so poorly. I think I probably, if it wouldn't have ended the way that it ended, I would have probably happily given it a 7, or maybe not maybe not an 8, but like, at least a high 7, honestly, but the ending just fucked it, and I have, n- n- not only do I not want to watch it again, I don't want to tell people to watch it, because it just, it's a waste of your time, so, yeah, I'm not a, don't, just don't waste your time with it, is the, uh that's the yeah that's how I feel about it Um, uh, I just I really wish
1: that this movie wouldn't have gone the route that it did it was extremely disappointing it had so much going for it and unfortunately they shit the bed by wanting to take a twist ending uh, please horror movie directors we don't want twists a twist ending is poor writing if it's not executed correctly. A movie can just end. You can tell a story without having us feel like like I don't need to I don't need to not be able to guess what's happening. That's that does nothing. Just because I didn't see the end coming doesn't make it a good ending. Okay? Please if you're making horror movies, understand A twist ending is not always a good ending. It often is not actually a good ending. So, uh, hi, Christy, and this is the last episode of Monster Jamboree.
0: And as always, make sure you're going over to punninggame.com, where you can find such podcasts as Fun Pun Gaming, Not Worth the Time, and my personal favorite, Who Gives a F, as well as returning classic things about stuff. And I don't know if necessarily this is the best way to announce this news, but I will be, for the foreseeable future, discontinuing the Grove. Um, I was not happy with how it was turning out, and I think that I would rather I would rather put more effort and time into making Monster Jamboree better for you guys than trying to half-ass the Grove because... It just it wasn't going the way that I'd like it to. And I think that anyone who's going to take the time out of their day to do something as kind as to listen to me, uh, I'm not, I am i think it's rude for me to waste your time with bullshit. So for now, the Grove is going to take a backseat, and we're really going to try to just make sure that that the Monster Jamboree is always at least something to look forward to. And like I said, on, on days like this, without uh, Eric... I don't want to feel like I'm rushing through this uh, so that I can get, go rush through another episode of The Grove by myself, like, in a case like this, I would rather invest my time and be able to properly review a movie and give something, you know, worth the shit listening to, so, just wanted to make that announcement on this episode, I don't know if, like I said, I don't know if it's the best way, but. So if there are any Grove fans out there, um, I apologize that there's likely not to be any more Grove. Um, there's no confirmation, but uh, once I kind of feel more comfortable in how this is playing out, I may start doing uh, The Truth as its own series. But for now, uh, Monster Jamboree is going to be my primary focus as a podcast. So thank you for the Monster Jamboree listeners for sticking around. And any apologies to the Grove listeners... I will do my best to, you know, throw in some wild shit into the Monster Jamboree every now and then so that people can still get my wild theories. But I just, I had to, uh, I had to make some, I had to make some changes. And I think that when and if the Grove comes back as the truth, it will be a better product. And that is mostly why I wanted to do that. Also, part of the read that, I, or not the read, but just the, uh, Shot D. Lugs, make sure you go over to the uh, punning game website, sign up for that mailing list, and also check out the punning game Teespring. Uh, any punning, any time you go to anywhere punning game, there's going to be all sorts of dope shit. Uh, An indie podcast shit is always super cool, so make sure you get some fucking dope. Get some dope. No, uh, get some dope. Gr- uh, punning game gear. Uh, get some Grove gear while it's no, while it's about to go out because guess what? Uh, nothing's cooler than having podcast cure for a podcast that no longer will exist because you'll be, you know, you'll be the, you'll be the cat's pajamas. So, uh, yeah. Thank you guys for listening and you guys are the best. Goodbye.